Hello, hello, hello. This is Misty Magdalena Grace with the new and improved version of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, where we talk about spirituality, psychedelics, plant medicine, microdosing, and really that journey within to finding your best innate wisdom to your best health, your best wealth through all sorts of inner child healing, trauma release, grief recovery, uh, overcoming addictions, and working with the mind, the body, and spirit. So go ahead, leave a review, subscribe, download. We look forward to your feedback. Thanks for tuning in today. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was muted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise with Magdalena. And of course, my beloved husband, Emmanuel, has been an extra special guest now many times um, for many good reasons. He's got a lot to share. Um, and today we're going to follow up our last podcast, which was about shadow work. We're going to talk about the other side, right, of this world that we live in inside of ourselves. You know, you have the shadow work, you can heal that. As you do so, there's more light and things that can come forth. And especially now, this world is waking up. People's psychic gifts are coming online. People's past life gifts are coming back. Uh, and as you heal, this kind of stuff is going to come up. But it can be very scary. It can be very dangerous. And I know, Emmanuel, you and I lived it. And so I'd love for you to maybe share a little bit about your story and remind people um, what happened for you as you've been developing your gifts. Absolutely. Thank you, Magdalena. It's always a pleasure to be back uh, on your beautiful podcast. Uh, so, yes, the so last time I think we were talking about the shadow work, and I, I think we I was saying we were saying that uh, shadow work and light work are just two sides of the same coin. You cannot have one without the other. They kind of work together in uh, not in contradiction but in synergy. So they kind of help each other serve you. Really, what it comes down to is all, all of the shadow work, as well as all the light work, is meant to be for your highest and greatest good. At the end of the day, that's the ultimate destination here. It's all about your, your happiness, your joy, your expansion, your evolution, your ascension, which other words you know, can uh, describe that uh, sense of you feeling more complete, more fulfilled, more centered, more of your true self. Uh, so the shadow work, uh, is so important uh, for preparing you for light work. Uh, and sometimes they happen at the same time or they can take turns, depends from one person to the next. There is not a, you know, a standard recipe of how it's supposed to happen. It will happen the perfect way for you. Whichever way it unfolds, it's still gonna be perfect for you. Uh, and I, I can just give a few examples of uh, light work. For me, the, the light work, uh, happened really quickly in my um, ascension process or my awakening process over the past three years. So very early on uh, in my journey of awakening, uh, a lot of gifts, a lot of abilities were um, brought to my attention uh, for me to recognize that, oh my goodness, I have these new things, or maybe I always had them, but they were not online. And now they were online. And there were things you know, like psychic abilities uh, the ability to sense spirits, emotions, uh, the ability to see through space and time. I mean, there are all, you know, a whole bunch of, a bunch of them, but these are the kind of things that we talked about about Lightwork. But I would like also to quickly um, give another context for, for Lightwork, besides just having abilities and skills. Uh, Lightwork is also a very internal state of being. 
uh, when you tell when you call yourself a light worker, uh, it's uh, it's a nice way to describe your devotion to um, um, paying attention, and nurturing, and um, growing your skills and abilities, your psychic abilities. A lot of time to as a service to yourself, but also as a service to others. Um, but light work really, if you remember some of the things I said in our last um, webinar, really is about three fundamental things. It's about the ability to uh, to, to be self-forgiving, um, the ability to have uh, compassion for oneself, and the ability to love oneself. Now, when those three things are present, and actually those three things really um, evolve as your light work abilities or your psychic abilities um, grow, grow within you, those three things also grow within you. Uh, and it's from those three very important elements, you know, um, that you will become more in touch with your true self, with your true power, with your sovereignty, which is another thing we, we like to talk about, where you're truly going to be fully aligned with the reason why you're here. You're going to be so aligned with that reason why you're here that it's going to feel so natural, so nurturing to you. And then you're going to glow automatically. You're going to radiate that from inside out to the world around you. And people are going to start noticing pretty quickly. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that that glow. And um, you both and I have, we both have been on this path of finding our light again, that light within for as within so without, that's where, you know, working with the shadow synergistically works so well with the light. And I know you've had some scary experiences on this path. You've learned a lot about working with your guides to help you on this path. And then, of course, you've had support and spiritual teachers along the way. So I'll just kind of, you know, let you go wherever you feel is the natural next step to, to jump in. Yeah. I mean, the, the guides is so important. So let, let's talk about that one. Uh, because I do believe that um, the relationship with your guides is so critical, both when you're working in the shadow space, as well as when you're working in the light space. The guides don't go away. They're not, you don't have guides that are here for the shadow and guides that are there for the light. The same guides are there for all of you. They do not discriminate all parts of you. They are there for you, everything that you are, everything that you've been, Everything that you will be, they are there for you, no matter what is happening. And now, uh, and it's very important. So, who are the guys, right? The question is, who guys keep talking about guys? My guys tell me to do this. My guy came to me and showed me that. My guy, you know, uh, advised me. Yeah, who are the guys? Okay, there are so many different ways to think about your guides, right? Some people think of them as their higher self, like their oversoul, like the highest, most divine version of yourself that's incredibly wise, incredibly powerful, all-knowing, as almost like super close to the divine, like, like this close to the divine. That could be your guide, right? Or the guides could also take different forms because the, the divine is so diverse in its expression. Think about it. They get infinite power <laughs> with infinite time. They can, the divine can express himself, herself in any way they want. You know, we have no say to how the divine decides to manifest. Frankly, we are just here to enjoy the ride. And when they show up, we're glad that they are there because they come to help us. So the divine could take any shape when it manifests as a guide. So it could be angels, for example. It could be archangels, depending on the type of angels that you're more comfortable working with. You will be put in touch with the ones that 
uh, or also have decided to work with you. Uh, there could be some, like for example, your animal spirit is another thing that we play with. Uh, Magdalena and I and uh, help people understand the power and the wisdom of the animal spirit. Your animal spirit could be your guide, right? Like we were playing with what's the animal spirit for the year, you know, Magdalena got her, uh, she, I want to share it unless she wants to share Yeah, it. no, please. No, go ahead. Yeah. So you got the hyena, which is initially you're like, goodness, great, just a hyena. And then she started looking into it and she's like, oh my God, there's so much wisdom in the hyena for me, exactly where I'm at and the kind of challenges and aspirations and dreams, goals that I have, the hyena is perfect for that. And I did my own, right? So I had the, the owl, you know, the owl, the, the bird. And it was also perfect for me. You know, I tend to kind of be in the spirit world also. So the owl is great for that kind of stuff. But with also some grounding and some connection to reality and to the world of people and the service to people and, and also caring for my own body and my health and my balance. So all those, all those uh, these are guides. Spirit animals are guides too. They are there to help you. Uh, be better in touch with yourself and and get some some advice, some really practical things that are applicable to you right now. You know, the guides are not in the game of we're just gonna dream the future. No, no, no. They are living the present. They and it's the only time they exist in. The guides only exist in the present because truly there is only one time and it's now. Uh, so that's where the guides are, and they want to be there to help you with what's happening to you right now. Um, so sometimes you can have deities or Sanded masters, you know, Jesus, uh, Buddha, whichever spirituality you connect with, you can get a guide that's pretty much aligned with that spirituality. And by the way, they all work together. <laughs> we are the humans who create bickering and, uh, and judging and thinking we're better than the other. At their level, they're past that kind of, you know, things. It's, it's, they're above and beyond that, right? So it doesn't matter which guide comes to you. As long as the guide comes to you with what we call unconditional love. Uh, so that's a very important thing that I would like to mention. An unconditional, unconditionally loving guide is a guide who puts your highest and greatest good first. They don't come for their own agenda. They come in service of you. So, and these are the guys you want to work with. And there are other influences that are not like that. And it's good to know the difference between them because not everything that's out there in the spirit world is supposed to be there to help you um, as a guide, as a teacher. Uh, so it's very important for you to distinguish which one are the, my teachers and which one are others. Can I speak something really, really quickly? I, I'm not going to take you off a, a tangent. And I want to welcome you. If you guys are tuning in live, please comment below hashtag live um city state and country where you're tuning in and if you have questions that's the the beauty if you're tuning in in one of my live groups or on linkedin or youtube you can ask questions of the guests or of me today so one of the biggest reasons i changed my name to misty magdalena grace uh was because of relationship with with guides um and i will say this because this is important uh th th this is why i'm bringing it up emmanuel is if you're someone like me who had a deep, deep religion wound, or and also, you know, a deep fear of hell and all of these things that we grow up with a lot of times in in dogmatic religions. And and again, I'm not I'm not against religion. It's just there was a lot of um, a lot of things that have been created also by man to hurt people and to, to 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 the judgment that you talked about earlier and all of that. You know, we all are one. We we believe that. But when you go through that as that trauma of thinking you're separate, you're less than, you're isolated, you're not worthy, 
right? I, I, that was a big one that I, I grew up with. It's hard to accept and receive help from a guide because that, that might be bad or you might be a bad person for believing in that witchcraft. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you can speak to that a little bit because there there's a lot of people in my audience that I've talked to that have a religion wound like I did and you saw what it did for me. Um, and it, it took a while to accept and really embrace Mary Magdalene as one of my guides. So I don't know. I'll let you go from here. Wow. Yes. So, yes. So the guides, so think of the guides again as expressions of the divine, right? So there's nothing really evil about a guide who comes to you as uh, an expression of the divine in unconditional love. Unconditional love means they are not judging you. And by the way, you didn't earn your guides. That's another important thing to know. You didn't have to win a prize to receive a guide. The guides, they choose you. There are entities who live, as I said, very close to the divine. So their realm of reference is so much bigger than ours. We could never understand, even if we tried in human form, forget about it, you can't. They're way, 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 way above us. They chose us because they, they, they have this unconditional love. So which of the guides come to you? They come from a place of unconditional love. And they are pure divine light and love, love and light working together. Um, the question is, as Magdalena says, you may feel that you're not worthy, but guess what? None, there is no worthiness involved when you receive a guide. A guide chooses you. You don't choose the guide. You may decide to accept the guide or not, but it's not your choosing that makes a guide come to you. It's not you being worthy that makes a guide come to you, you know? The guy just chooses you out of unconditional love. So whenever a guy, you you begin to, and we'll talk about the way they manifest because you need to understand also how that happens, uh, and 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 different entities manifest differently. Um, when it's your guide, there is this profound within your own heart, this warmth. Your entire body goes into that shivering state where initially you feel like, "What's happening to me?" You feel like you're for real, like in the presence of something much higher, much more loving, much more encompassing than you, so much bigger. That's a lot of time. That's how your guides kind of uh, help you understand that they are they're from the divine realm and they're here to help you. So you understand kind of what kind of energy, what kind of help comes to you. So there is a moment of trust where you have to begin to trust your own Huh. That's why shadow work is so important, because if you're completely tangled in the shadows and you don't have self, you know, those self things I was talking about, <laughs> self-forgiveness, self-compassion, <laughs> self-love, you're going to reject the guide because you're going to label them through all kinds of things that have nothing to do with their purpose because you're still caught up in your, the drama of your own shadow and you haven't worked it up enough to be able to begin to receive the message, the love, the support of your guides. That's the reason why we say these two things work together, right? Um, so, you know, to, to make it a, a little bit succinct, when you're ready, you know, the guys will make themselves present because you, by you being ready, it's like when you've done enough of the shadow work, there's going to be a space within you that's going to be created that allow for their presence to begin to appear and for you to be conscious of that. That's really how the guides kind of begin to manifest in your life. Awesome. I, I just thought that that was important, especially since my podcast used to be about entrepreneurship and we're heading into whole new spaces and places. And, and as a reminder, guys, not that you're going to do this, but that's also why I 
changed my name to Misty Magdalena. I developed such a deep, rich relationship with these guys that I, I wanted to embody them uh, and not be them because they are us, we are them, but to embody that, instill that into my subconscious and into my DNA um, and to, to really uh, fully uh, fully take advantage of, of what's that co-creation is that we have as being both fully human and fully divine. I mean, that's why a lot of tribal leaders and chiefs, right? They're like, they're, they're animal spirit names um, because they're, they're embodying that divine animal or being or, or truth that is about themselves. So there's a lot of people out there with multiple spiritual names, multiple ancestral names. Why do you think some family members get named after great grandma, you know, because there's this energy, this vibe, um, this relationship. So I just thought I'd add that. But let's talk about the next steps, I think, is once they understand that they have guides. Okay, so now what? Okay, so once you understand that you have guides, there are a few steps that have to happen. Let's talk about ancestral clearing. <laughs> this, is, this is something we're passionate about, Magdalena and myself, because we've seen how important it is. When it, and, and, and when you ignore it, it can actually um, slow you down significantly in your ability to work with your guides and receive the light that the guides want to freely give you, the wisdom and all the skills and abilities and they want to help you recognize and learn how to master. You know, if you don't have the ancestral clearing, which means what, what do we mean by that? It means have you taken time to clear through shadow work one more time your baggage that your ancestors have passed on to you and it, this is shadow work right there so the first step again right before you guides before you begin to really engage with your guide is to be committed to doing your ancestral clearing for, for me i give you an example when i started my journey and I discovered kind of who my ancestors were and they're like serious business when it comes to spirituality. And I keep telling people there is a book, a 500 page book that's been written by two German historians about one of my, my main family lineage. This is my father's father's father, you know, that lineage on the, on, on the father's side. I do have also some pretty kind of significant individual in the spiritual and the political realm on um, my, my father's mother's side, as well as my mother both parents. So it was clear for me that if I wanted to do my shadow work, I needed to talk to my ancestors. So I did ask for my guides to help me talk with my ancestors so we can clear the path forward. It is so important to do that. And that's where uh, some of the guides are very powerful at this. We're talking about guides like archangels. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about Buddha. We're talking about the Virgin Mary. Mary Magdalene, right, is another one. Um, and they, because of the their connection to the divine, how how high they've evolved spiritually, they can actually become your mediator to help you negotiate, you know, release from shadow that your ancestors still have on you. So when I did my my beginning, I, there is, we, we met somebody back then. I was not trained. Now I can do that for people. I've been trained in clearing ancestral uh, uh, shadow and trauma and, 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 things of, and things of that nature. But back then, I was at the beginning. I didn't know how to do that. I had to go to somebody who knew how to do that. And they helped me talk to my ancestors on each side, several generations, and asking with the help of those guys, right? Those uh, angels, archangels, ascended masters, 
to talk with me and make a case for me to be freed of the baggage so I can receive from them their blessings. So there are two parts to ancestry connection. There is, of course, the shadow, which will be some of the traumas and uh, and difficult things that your ancestors have gone through, and it's through the DNA, it's passed on to you. But there is also blessings that your ancestors have, beautiful abilities that your ancestors also have that they want to pass on to you. Like for me, I received from my ancestor a lot of spiritual gifts because that was their business. They were doing that continuously. So they accumulated a whole bunch of it, which by bloodline, it was already inside my body, but I didn't know how to activate, how to connect to it, activate it. So once I got the blessings of my ancestors with the help of those guides, my guides, so those divine entities and conditionally loving divine entities uh, negotiated on my behalf to my ancestors so I could get their blessings, then the, the doors were open for me to truly now be receptive to what my guides wanted to share with me, what my guides wanted to help me understand. So uh, another cool thing that happens that has to do with past lives, and we've mentioned it a few times, um, you, as we do believe, I believe, Magdalena believes too, that you come through many lives. You, you reincarnate many times on this earth and sometimes in other places, but let's just assume that it's just here for now. Um, and you have done a lot of things in the past, not just things that created trauma. You also have gain a lot of abilities and skills in past lives. Well, because it's the same soul that comes back in a new body, you can claim, and that's also part of the light work, it's reclaiming all of your gifts and abilities and talents that are of service to you in this lifetime. And you may not necessarily know which ones are, you just trust your guides. That's why it's really good to have to work with your guides because they see the whole thing. All your lifetimes, they see that they have visibility to, to every single one, the past one, the current one, and the future ones too. They see all of it. And you can say, well, what are the ones, what are the skills that I have already acquired in past lives that are useful for me in this life? And your guides can help you bring them back. I experienced it so many times, like my painting ability. You know, I create paintings. There's a whole bunch of paintings when you come to our house all over the place. I never went to, to um, art school. It's something, once it was reactivated, it was reclaimed within my being, the painting ability came out and I was able to paint like I've been doing it for decades. So these things are, do happen when um, the proper process takes place. Uh, so being able to reclaim what was yours that you have already learn in past lives and there is such a wealth of wisdom that you already have from previous lives that can be relevant to this lifetime so one, one step is to do that is to start reclaiming the ones that are most useful to you um but then but then there is always a gotcha here when those past lives abilities were being used they were not just used in isolation of everything else. And that's one of the problems that happens sometimes when you bring back the past life ability, sometimes it brings some trauma that was attached of the use of that gift. Um, think about, you know, Magdalena, sometimes she talks about the Winchwood when she was burned at the stake for just being who she was and authorities and the people in power didn't like that and killed her many times in past lives. Well, same thing. Um, anyone, myself included, I had, for example, the trauma of being um, 
having the ability to, to see through space and time, which I'm, I've reclaimed. At some, my God said, you're going to need that in this lifetime. So they brought it back. But it also came with a little bit of baggage. I had this trauma because of using that skill in the past life. I actually got killed, assassinated. I was using that skill to help the king in some kingdom. And I was like uh, a mage, you know, somebody the kings come to to get some really profound advice about is, what's, what's a, the right political move to make, what are the alliances that needs to be made, and sometimes what are the wars that, needs, that need to be fought. They will come to me and I will use my ability to see, see through space and time to give them advice. So it happened that in that kingdom, somebody wanted to, to, to throw off the current regime uh, like a coup and they realized that with me being there, seeing what's going to happen, the only way they will be successful in their coup if I was dead. So they killed me, they poisoned me, and I died. And when I reclaimed my, in this current lifetime, when I reclaimed my ability to see through space and time, it came with the trauma of being poisoned. And I was throwing up randomly in different places, not understanding what the heck was going on with me. Um, and this is also one thing to understand when you are playing with the light, which are the abilities, the psychic abilities, and um, they don't have to be just psychic, uh, leadership abilities, um, you know, smarts that you can also have, creativity, innovation, um, and, and also how you relate with other people. Some people are incredibly gifted at connecting with other people. Well, when you reclaim those things, they can come with some traumas or some painful memories or experiences that were there. You have to clear that. Uh, it's, some, it's something that's very important. So going through the process of clearing some of the side effects of having abilities from previous lifetime is so essential. The last thing I would like to talk about quickly before I give it back to Magdalena is the importance of playing safe. So when you start playing with the life, with the light, safety is number one. And I, I learned it the hard way. When my psychic abilities were coming online, I remember once walking into a theater to pick up my daughter. She was dancing at a local theater here in Southern California. That's where she was taking dance classes. And that was a very old theater. And one day I, I came with my family and we were, she had something of a performance or something. And I walked into a room I had never been in before. And immediately I got assaulted to my gut by all kinds of weird emotions. I felt like something was attacking me and I had to get out of the building. And I, I was, again, at the beginning of my awakening. Um, so I had the ability then to perceive through other dimensions and other dimensions can could actually see me maybe in, in more clarity than other people. It happens that there were ghosts. Yes, you heard the word. There were ghosts in that theater that when I went into that room, I had never been in before. They saw me, they came to me, and they started trying to communicate with me, and it overwhelmed me completely. And I had to get out of there. I did my research afterwards, and I discovered that there was an, uh, a big fire, like, I don't know, 60, 70 years ago in that theater, and people burned to death in that theater. Uh, and it was condemned, and they rebuilt it later on. But I do believe that it was the souls of those people who died in the fire who had not passed on that were assaulting me because they said, oh, this guy seems to know a little bit about our things. Let's go try to communicate with him. And I, it overwhelmed me and I had to run away because I was not ready to deal with that. Um, so being safe is such an important thing. And there are many aspects of being safe, which, you know, we could cover uh, either a little bit on this one or some other, um, you know, opportunities that we have. But these are some of the things we're going to be teaching as part of our shamanic initiation, how to be safe. And there are so many areas to be aware of uh, when you play with the light. Well, I think just out of, maybe a little teaser, can you just give them one 
safety tip or protocol? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. One of them, I'm going to bring this little stone here. Uh, it's called a hematite. So it's a particular gemstone that's very heavy, hematite. When you go into the spirit or, or when you become more open, right, and you have those psychic abilities or you become more sensitive to other dimensions that are around us, they are always around us, there is this, this kind of a possible situation where you may leave your body. And it happened to me a few times, and it was scary to death. Magdalena witnessed it a few times, and other times I was by myself when it happened. And you leave your body because you haven't yet learned how to control being grounded. So that word is so important, grounded. It means that you can decide to be present in your physical body, in this reality, at will. And as long as you want to stay here, you stay here. You're not taken out of there, you know randomly like it was happening to me. I had not mastered yet or hadn't been trained on how to be grounded. And because I needed to learn that, my one of my teachers, when I explained how I was leaving my body randomly in some situations that were very dangerous, like while driving a vehicle, think about it, leaving your body while you're driving a vehicle, bad idea. She said, okay, there is a simple tool. It's called a hematite. And she said, go online, Etsy, Amazon, Buy one, big one, one that you feel comfortable with. So I, I got one that's pretty, pretty, you know, decent size so compared to my hands. It's pretty decent size. And she says, keep this thing with you until you learn how to be grounded. Because that stone has the ability to keep you, my essence, in my body. Simple too, very simple. But I needed somebody to tell me to use this. So I would stop randomly leaving my body when I was not willing to do so. So this is a, a simple example of some of those, you know, security or safety measures that you need to know when you start playing with the light. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and, and uh, we won't talk about this today, but you, as you can imagine, being his wife uh, who was witnessing this, I had my own, um, when my lights, sorry, when my lights, <laughs> when my light and gifts come through, for me, it, it's, um, it's a feeling of psychosis. And since I had a schizophrenic mother, you can about imagine how excited I felt about this because, you know, there are a lot of people right now who are committing suicide or feeling bipolar or like they're going crazy and they're not maybe talking about it. Um, and if they are, they might be talking to a doctor who's just going to prescribe them something anyway. But we know that we know that we know that if you're feeling that, you need to talk to us. <laughs> you need to talk to someone who has been there in the trenches, um, feeling even possibly suicidal. Um, this is not abnormal, guys. Mm -hmm. We talked about this. You can go back to the Past Life Gifts Coming Online podcast that we did earlier this month. And if you feel like you've been feeling crazy, if you've been you know, leaving your body or some of the other symptoms are throwing up like my husband had, um, for me, it's anxiety, uh, the psychosis thing, feel like you're losing your mind, uh, you can have paranoia, all of these different symptoms, then, and there's more, we're just giving kind of like the, the, the tip of the iceberg. Yes. Yeah. So we have a, a, an invitation for you to come and be a part of our first ever shamanic initiation, which starts January 25th. It's an eight week initiation journey. And not to be confused with, um, we're not trying to make you shamanic practitioners. I've, I've had some confusion about that. That's not our path. It's not our role. We are merely teachers. I'm specializing in the shadow work coaching side of things and how it impacts the body and helping you, you know, set up for success so you don't think you're going nuts or suicidal. And then Emmanuel is going to help 
you pull out as you're transmuting and working with the shadow, making the shadow your friend, then more light's going to come through. How do you do that safely, securely? Mm -hmm. Yes, we are using plant medicines. Yes, we are leveraging the power of combo. We're going to help you also co-create with the divine, the guides, a relationship that's rich, delicious, not taboo, not weird. <laughs> We've seen it all, guys. Let me tell you. Uh, we can tell you some pretty interesting stories, but we want to help you develop that sacred practice every day throughout the course of that eight weeks to really, really, truly get more peace, inner peace, outer abundance, love, passion, desire, pleasure. All of it is ours as humans. It's just if you don't understand how to use those synergies. I love what you said earlier about the synergy of the shadow and the light. If you don't learn how to blend them, um, and I'm joking here, of course, but it's not just because, you know, he's black and I'm white and we have biracial babies. I'm In some ways, we're actually kind of trying to help you have, you know, acceptance of the, the polarity <laughs> of the darkness and the light um, so that you can just be the highest and best version of you and doing it in community, guys. We kind of did. We kind of didn't. Um, we, we basically created this program because we wish we would have had it. Like we spent so much money and so much time going back and forth and back and forth on our path. And Emmanuel, I don't know if there's anything else that you specifically want to say about the program and, and what you're going to help people with. Yeah, the program is so important. Here, here to give you an idea, so my, like when I was trying to talk about some of the different modalities in which you can, for example, when it comes to the light, I'm just gonna give you a quick, you know, numbering bullet point of areas where you, your light will manifest. Your light can manifest by clear sights. Like you start seeing things that are not necessarily of the physical world. You know, it could be taste. You could actually taste things that are not there <laughs> touch you could feel things touching you that are not actually there but they're from different dimension pressure you know feeling pressure like something that's you know kind of constraining you or that's expanding you all of these are symptoms of your light coming online being itchy in weird places like why am i itchy another way light can info um heat and cold you know, sometimes scary movies have these things when the ghosts show up it gets colder well this is a reality it does happen the temperature can change because of the presence of different entities. These are things you can be sensitive to sound. You can start hearing. That's one that is so scary because people get diagnosed as schizophrenic when that happens. You can start hearing voices. Or tinnitus. Um, uh, I've had tons of ringing in my ears this past year. There was times it would be so deafening and I'd be like on a call or I'd be with someone and they were like, what's going on? And, and, and that's all part of the ascension process, all part of what, if you don't do this work intentionally, guess what? The universe is going to force your hand. And, and some people are just choosing to die, um, choosing to check out because they don't know that you can do this with guidance and with support. And my last little nugget of wisdom on that. This is even more important if you already are playing with plant medicine. Plant medicine is amazing. It's sacred. It's powerful. It's palpable. But if you, but if you all of a sudden feel like you're going crazy, crazy, or you're just not taking action, you're feeling complacent. Um, you, you've you've got to take action. You got to move through with these energies. You got to take care of your body, right, Emmanuel? You've got to you know purge your demons and work through all of this. And again, if you don't, um, you could you could get sick. I, I'm just gonna say it. You could get diagnosed with something. You could 
you know, sometimes the universe will say, hey, this person's not listening. I'm going to slow them down with a car accident. I mean, we've seen it all with our clients. I had a client this week. Um, she ended up at the hospital. And, uh, you know, sometimes we got to learn the hard way. But if you feel like any of this resonates to you and you want to prevent some really you know, unfortunate, even more painful things, because this is going to be a shamanic path. It's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. It's meant to be physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally intense, but it doesn't have to be as intense as it was for us. We want to help you, guide you, link arms with you, hold you literally and figuratively for eight weeks to get you to that level of being able to be strong within yourself and build that emotional intelligence so that if, as things come up, you'll know that this is okay. It's normal. The universe has got you and you've got to work with the universe in order to make it, you know, uh, hopefully a shorter, less painful experience than what we had. Absolutely. So I'll, in, I'll, I'll drop in the show notes, um, the information, um, about our amazing eight week program. It starts January 25th guys. The deadline to sign up ideally is January 20th. So you got just over a week tomorrow. Uh, a week from tomorrow is the 20th, depending on when you're hearing this, of course. Um, the ultimate latest, of course, would be you could sign up um, on the 25th. And we're giving over 50% off. Um, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity because uh, we know we can be charging way more than we're charging for this first initiation. Um, and then I don't know when we're going to have another um, initiation again, because again, it's, it's very intense. And so we hope you can join. It's going to be a very small group, uh, less than eight, six people. Um, so we're hoping that you can be a part of this. Any closing words from you, Emmanuel? Just the invitation to uh, answer the call. It's best to answer sooner rather than later, I believe us, because we, we, we delayed and we paid a price for delaying in, in pain, um, almost losing our minds and spending a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we chose debt over death. I, I am going to write about that. But it, it's, it's one of those things where um, we just didn't have the right structure, the right container. We had a piecemeal things. And sometimes we, there was so much damage done, if you will. Um, that we actually had to undo uh, the damage and, uh, you know, it impacted our marriage, you know, it impacted our kids, uh, impacted our relationships with friends. Um, so it, it is all consuming. But on the other side, guys, is bliss, joy, unconditional love, um, compassion, and uh, just a ri more richness in, in your everyday life. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Until next time, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best and hopefully safest journey in navigating that wisdom within that is just waiting, waiting to come out to help you shine your light, to help you heal, feel, and name all of the things that are, are meant to happen um, in this amazing age of this ascension time to to really help you live the best life possible. So bye-bye for now. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, download, leave a five-star rating or review. And also please refer this to a friend you know who may benefit from this inspirational message. We hope to see you again. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or join my Facebook community. And if you are looking to manifest your best health, your best wealth by trusting your best wisdom within, please go to my website, www.microdosingforhealth.com. Again, www.microdosingforhealth.com to quiet your mind, get into your heart, heal your body, and manifest